Hey friends, you're listening to the Difference Makers Podcast, and I'm your host, Jamie Mullins. On each monthly episode, we'll have a guest that will give us a peek into what it looks like for them to be a difference maker, a leader in the places God has given them influence. My hope is that it leaves you encouraged to use your gifts, passions, and story to make a difference right where you are. Well, hello and welcome to the Difference Makers Podcast. My name is Jamie and so excited to have you for this episode of the Difference Makers Podcast where we want to equip and inspire you to use your gifts, your passions, and your story in the places that God has given you influence. And super excited that we have Dino Rizzo with us tonight. Welcome, Dino, to the podcast. Well, thank you, Jamie. It's an honor to be with all the Difference Makers. We're excited. Dino was with us for our 10K Tuesday this month in September, and he shared an incredible message about enthusiasm and and what it looks like to live with enthusiasm. And so um, if you were here with us, it was a a special treat. But I want to dive into a little bit of a different conversation with Dino today on the podcast, um, specifically talking about using our gifts, passions, and story in the places God's given us influence. I want to focus on that, that places sure. that he's given us influence. So before we dive in, tell us a little bit about you. So you're the um, executive director of ARC yep. with with the Church of the Highlands, sure. Connection Church of the Highlands. Yeah, yeah. And then, well, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I get I get to do a lot of things. And, yeah. Uh, you know, and so I've, I've always loved Cross Timbers. I've known Pastor Toby and Michael for a long time, and we've we 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 talked outreach a decade ago. Aww. I mean, in the early days, and so love these conversations. But yeah, I get to be a part of Church of the Highlands. Uh, I'm on their team, oversee all the outreach and all the missions there in Birmingham. We have a bunch of locations like you guys, and and then uh, get to help lead Arc Association Related Churches. We're a church planning organization, so we're uh, 18 years old. We planted mm-hmm. uh, 835 Woo. churches, wow. I think, as of today. Uh, a lot of fun, and all those churches we make sure have a heart for missions and outreach and and the poor. And then um, I get to be a part of helping to, you know, resource and keep the conversation of outreach. I wrote a book called Servolution. Yeah, but, we've all read it. We've well, been customers for a little while. There you go. And then, but you know, now we we've, we've kind of uh, transitioned that to a thing called Serve Day. Mm. And so many churches do so many different amazing things like cross timbers. But we do a thing in the summer where churches come together and on a, a certain day, a Serve Day, yeah. uh, they reach their community. And so we we do that. And a lot of churches do that the week of, or the, it's better for them in the fall or the spring. So we have about a thousand churches that literally on that Saturday do outreach around the world. I think this year we did it every time zone around wow. the globe, so it's kind of cool. So love that conversation and love churches like Cross Timbers that has a heart of generosity because mm. so much of what we do engage in our community has to come from a place of generosity. That's right. Okay, so tell me, you just had this big serve day. I mean, that's amazing. Every time zone in the world serving. Yeah. I'm sure you got to collect a lot of stories, but what's one or two, like what's a favorite story that you heard that came out of? What, you, what I love about it is the collection of ideas. Mm. So you see these churches come up with these amazing ideas because every every community is different right? and you engage it differently. And so I love that that story. Mm-hmm. So a lot you can go, I think we have a website, serveday.com or one of the, the grow sites or the arc sites uh, that tell a lot of the story. And you just get ideas. There's hundreds of ideas. And then I like when it goes down to the story of one person mm. where uh, we had uh, a couple tornadoes that came through Alabama mm. uh, several, several months ago. And then we were there bringing, uh, you know, rescuing and yeah. re- bringing relief and disaster relief, just like you guys do. But then on serve day, 
uh, we were able to move uh, a precious lady into a home. Wow. So not only did we were able to be a part of her life when the tragedy struck, yeah. we were able to help move her into a home where there were some partnerships that came together. And to be able to see that video and to hear that story and to see her in this new home because of generosity, because the church at its best outside the walls of the church, helping people. So you just see story after story of uh, those things happening. I love it. And it's because people said yes. They they chose to use their gifts, their passions to go and help that lady. Or wherever they, they found needs, they, they were willing to step out into the uncomfortable to help somebody else, to serve. Yeah. And so I, I, I wonder for, for so many people, I think we, we don't currently host a serve day, but there's so many opportunities in our community. And so talking to our difference makers today, what's a practical step that they can take to look for places that they can serve in their community? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's right in front of us. A lot of times it's, it's the obvious. It's how has God wired us? Mm-hmm. Where is our gifting? Um, where's our pathway that God has us on? Yeah. Is it education? Is it... Uh, medical? Is it real estate? Is it in the business sector? Is it, uh, are we, uh, could be a stay-home mom or dad, could be a blended family, mm. could be a single or a single again. In that world, there is someone in need. Mm-hmm. And um, and I I think sometimes it's just, um, you know, having our, our noticer on. Yeah. Sometimes we're so busy, we're so distracted. Yep. And, you know, Jesus was such a good noticer. And our Savior not only went places, but I think some of the greatest things that I've learned from our Savior is the things that caused him to stop. Mm. And so a lot of times he would be headed to one village, but then he would hear a call from the side. There'd be a person in need. There'd be a moment. I think that's happening to us that's constantly. Good. Could be in our own home. Could be in our workplace. Could be on their campus that we're at. Could be at the health club. Could be at the grocery store. Just looking to bring joy, uh, new life, uh, a bless. We live in a crazy, mean, mm. uh, throwing a lot of shade at everybody world. Yeah. And so to be the body of Christ, the hands and feet of Jesus, I think sometimes a lot. it could be right in front of us. Or it could be from our own story yeah. of a change. You know, mm. God changes us so that we can help change others mm-hmm. around us that maybe have went through the depression, or went through the addiction, or went through the pain, or went through the storm, you know. So I, I think it's easier than we think it is. That's so good, and I love that you said. Like we just look at the life of Jesus; he was a noticer, and that's a really good place to start yeah. because we are so busy, and we could, we could pass five needs between here and when we're going home from work. But if we if we are intentional about noticing and looking for needs, yeah. God's going to show us places that yeah, we Yeah, because everybody says, well, I can't do everything. I can't right? meet everything. i got a family. I've got I got to work. I've got a thousand things going on. And a lot of times we use the excuse, I can't do everything, but then we, we don't do anything. Mm. And, you know, I, I think it was Mother Teresa who said that kind of yeah. along those lines of we can't meet every need, but we can meet a need. That's right. And uh, And I think that's what being a difference maker is all about. It's being the hands and feet of Jesus in the opportunities that present themselves to us. And they are more probably than... I think people are going through things. People are more fragile. Mm-hmm. People are, are, are navigating pain. Somebody woke up today and is having the worst day of their life. Yeah. People are walking in cross timbers at all the campuses. They've experienced the worst weekend of their life. They're, they're meeting someone in the parking lot. They're meeting some of the team. There are people that we rub shoulders with that are struggling with uh, and and just being aware. 
Yeah, it's good. So what you mentioned, like busyness, but what's something else that keeps us from being willing to step out and and serve? I think I think sometimes we think, well, wait, I can't make a difference, yeah. and I don't have anything to offer, and I, you know, I can't help this person or that person. So the enemy uh, convinces us that we're not valuable, yeah. that uh, we we don't have anything to to help somebody with, um, that uh, that you know what we what we offer is so menial and so you know messed up, uh, but really it's it's. You know, there are people that are waiting on us uh, to make a difference and waiting on us to give, waiting on us to pray. The other day I was at, I dropped my son off at the airport and he was one of the early flights. I mean, uh, <laughs> 5.30 flight, I'm dying. Super fun. And uh, I thought, you know, it's like we're going to duck hunt, we're going fishing. <laughs> and uh, I leave him and I watch him walk in the airport. And I thought that is, and I had this a little emotional moment. Mm. Oh, that's my son. He's heading to New York City. Wow. He's up there serving in New York City at the Hillsong Church. And I thought, I hope, I hope he's treated like a son, mm. not because that's a big city. Yeah, it's in the grind. Yes. Well, when I leave, I go get gas early in the morning, and uh, and I saw people wandering around the parking lot. It's it's four twenty. <laughs> and I thought, well, man, I guess they're going to work. Don't uh, tell me they're homeless. Oh. Okay, this is in a, a real forgotten part of our community mm. in Birmingham. And I just said, wow, man, that's rough. And that's all I thought. But then immediately I thought, okay, well, there's somebody's son. That's good. So I'm trying to take a thought of next step. Yeah. I'm trying to think beyond just me, myself, and I. Take the journey to someone else's pain. Mm. One of the homeless guys rolled over by the trash can. I didn't have any money on me. And, and I, I, it was awkward. There yeah. was tension there. I'm trying to fuel my car. It's, it's in a tough community. And as I get done fueling my truck, I'm in my truck, and he's going through the trash can, I felt the Lord in, in the way he speaks to my heart. He said, um, I know you don't want to give him anything, but would you give him something from me? Mm. I mean, the Lord sometimes will mess with you. Yeah. And so I look in my truck. I find a dollar in the console, a dollar on the floor, a dollar in a backpack. Come up with $5 bills. So excuse me, sir. I said, listen, man, I didn't want to give you anything. I was trying to be honest. Uh, but here's $5 from Jesus. Wow. And he took it and he looked at me. And I go to get in my truck. And he said to me, he said, thanks, man, but are you going to pray for me? Wow. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, you now are the pastor because I am a bucket head. You know, and so it was so small. And I, yeah. I went to touch him and, and, and put my arm around him. So I felt led to do that. And... Um, and just prayed for him. When I got done, wasn't a you know some supernatural, you know famous. It was just a prayer. God, you see him. Mm. You're aware of what's going on in his life. He matters to you. Um, when I got done praying, he looked at me and he said, he said, "Hey, bro." He said, um, "You made the sun come up early." Whoo, sun. The sun. Wow. Come up early. And I told, and then I referred to him about some outreach that we do. We have a dream center in that area. Yeah. We have a, a little area. We do some job training. We have a, a connection with the GED program. I just made some reference. He said, man, thank you. Thank you. And when I got in the car, here's what I thought about five minutes and $5, mm. five minutes and $5. You don't have to go to seminary. You, you don't have to, you don't have to have millions of dollars. You don't have to quit your job. Five minutes and $5 wow. brought the sun up. Now, I wonder how many five minutes and five dollars I'm missing. Wow. Because I'm I'm not keeping my head on swivel. Mm. So I think that can be I think that's all around us if we'll, you know, if we'll listen. If we're open to it. And I just love like 
you, you had this moment with your son. I hope he's treated like a son. You get this opportunity to treat this man like a son. And then the comment he makes about the son, like God just oh, gave you the perfect just, setup for such a beautiful story. It's incredible. Yeah. And we all, like you said, we've all got opportunities sit in front of us every sure. single day. It's just choosing to take notice. And I think that's the theme of the conversation is we've just got to, to, to step out and then be willing to notice what the needs that Jesus yeah. has put in front of us. And like Jesus noticed a lot of people, but he didn't meet, at, like back to what you said earlier, he didn't meet every need. Sometimes he stepped over yeah. hundreds of people to get to the one. And so it's just deciding what needs have your have your name on it. And so one other thing I wanted to, to pick your brain about is the difference between like coming to church, because we have a church building, we have exactly. services, it's all yeah. that, but then being the church. Yeah. And what we've been talking about is that. But I think sometimes we we have trouble saying, well, what I'm doing right now isn't church. Like what you did that day, the five minutes, $5, that was church, but we have a hard time defining that. Would you, do you have any thoughts around? Yeah. I mean, I think it was, I think it's everyone's journey. It's, you know, thank God for the church. Thank God for cross timbers. Thank God for pastor Toby and the team here. And, and we, we've got to be fed, and we've yeah. got to be committed to the house of God. We can do more together than by ourselves. That's right. So we bring our tithe. We bring our offerings together. We're faithful in our giving. We launch campuses. We, I mean, you guys are you know digging wells and building schools. And mm. it's one thing I've known about this church. You've had a heart for the poor and the broken. Yeah. And um, But we, we are the church. We, we're being Jesus. Yeah. And, uh, and whether that's, um, you know, I, I'm a, whether that's in the marketplace where my gift is to be able to create resource, mm. and then I'm faithful in my tithe, or my gift is to be able to bring care to people, mm. or my gift is I can work with my hands and I can build a wheelchair ramp, yeah. or my gift is, you know, my son went through uh, sickness, and so I can now bring, you know, love and TLC to a family that's going through that, or, or you know, my brother fought an addiction so mm-hmm. I can be a part of Celebrate Recovery. Yeah. I could I could go and serve, you know, in, in the healing place, these different opportunities. Yeah. So it's it's knowing that all of us have a role to play. And there's I think we ask that question, what for? Mm. What for the blessing? What for the life? What for the pain? What for the story? Why do I why have I, why do I have this great job? Yeah. Why do I have a gift in, in, in creating income? There's it's got to be bigger than the here and now. Yeah. And um, and I just feel that I, I really feel that in my heart more and more for churches like this for people. When I came to Christ, um, you know, I had a speech challenge, uh, young, and so there was a heart I think in me for for kids, and you know, there was an opportunity to do youth and to do some students, and opportunity to go engage at a school that had had some of those things happening. Well, it was a natural response. To go and serve, and we brought lunch, and we we did helped with uh, serve at a retreat that they did at the mm. school for uh, you know some gifted and challenges uh, students. Yeah. Well, those were just natural outworkings of the journey that I had been on. Yeah. No, not everybody on the team had been through that journey, but you just God's wired us. There's something on the inside of us, and I don't think we're ever fulfilled truly till we are a difference maker for the cause of Christ. I think there will always be a hole in our soul Mm. till we make that decision and we step across that line. And I think that's what's great about what's happening here at Cross Tempers and whatever the dynamic is, that uh, we can lift up our head and see a little beyond the here and now 
and then say, man, thank you, Lord, for all that you've given me, but, but what for? Mm. And, and that's a question I keep asking myself. So good. Okay, so if there's one last piece of advice or wisdom uh-huh. that you would want to impart to difference makers that are listening today, it can be about anything, knowing that this is, these are leaders in our, in our community. What would be one last piece of advice you'd give them? I think it's something that I learned from Pastor Chris Hodges. He's my pastor in Birmingham Church of the Highlands. And, you know, he, he talks a lot about when it's all said and done, what is going to last mm. and what is going to burn up. Not burn up in a bad way, not burn up in a, in a wrong and wicked way, not burn up in a, you know, you're a loser way, yeah. but just what's really going to last. What's, when it's all said and done, what will impact eternity? What will have an eternal reward? Uh, what will uh, lift up Jesus? Mm. And, um, and I think we can do that from, from a lot of different ways. You know, it's interesting that some of the most generous people in the world are not the most richest people in the world. That's right. And some of the people that make the biggest difference are not the ones that have all the followers or mm. that are famous or have fame. I think as someone that determines, I'm not just going to live for the here and now that I realize that when my life is over, uh, I would like to have a reward. Yeah. I would like to have a treasure in heaven that is not, that is not burned up, mm. that remains, that endures, uh, that is precious. You know, the Bible talks about precious stones and precious metals that the fire mm. will refine. So I think my wife and I, we ask ourselves that. We're, we're, I'm, I turned 55 this year, and mm. she turned 50 a couple weeks ago, which was awesome because <laughs> you just, she, just, she was fighting it. But uh, uh, anyway, she's like a 30, 50. And so anyway, we, and you know, at those moments, you just kind of look at your life and say, okay, yeah. uh, are we making a difference? Is, is eternity be impact? Are our kids realizing what it's all about? Are we going to have a legacy for our grandkids mm. that is beyond just stuff? Yeah. Uh, nothing wrong with stuff. I mean, I, I love my stuff I got. I love my truck and I love my golf clubs and, you know, I love my shoes and, you know, we love our stuff. We love our home. And, but uh, I just want to make sure that the stuff never has me. That's good. I want to have stuff, but I don't want it to have me because if it has me, then I will not, I will not make a difference. I will not be a difference maker. Yeah. And that, that would be my encouragement to, to those that are listening uh, today. And uh, I, I read this the other day. I, I was reminded in Luke chapter 15 where Jesus, uh, it talks about, he tells a story where the shepherd leaves that he's got 100 sheep mm. and one goes away. Somehow or another, he, he counts well because he realizes he has 99. Which that's a lot of counting to do on a... Yeah, and 99 is not bad. If I had 100 mm. cars to sell and I sold 99, if I had to make 100 free throws and I made 99, mm. I would love 99. The only person who's not good with 99 is, is God because mm. there's the one that's missing. Mm. And the Bible says that the shepherd leaves the 99 and he goes searching for the one. Mm. I think that's what the gospel is all about. Lord, you have gifted me. You've blessed me. Help me to keep searching for the one. Yeah that is out there that I can make a difference in the workplace, in the school. I think that's what Cross Timbers is about. I know that's what Pastors Toby is all about. I've always known that about him. He cares for the one. This is a church that cares for the one. That's so good. And I love what you're talking about is beginning with the end in mind. Like all the other stuff in life is going to burn up. It's going to go away. So if we begin with the end in mind, like what do we want to go with us, that legacy, then that's going to impact the decisions that we make today. And so I just would, as a last encouragement, 
tomorrow. Just a really practical step. What's where it is five dollars in five minutes that you can spend to invest your gifts, your passions, and your story into the life of somebody that God brings into your path. And begin with the end in mind, knowing that that five dollars today, that five minutes is going to impact the legacy that you have for eternity. So thank you so much thank for joining so us much. today, Dina. It was a pleasure to have you. Awesome. And we'll look forward to having you back for the next episode of the Difference Maker Podcast. Be sure to share it with your friends if it's been a blessing to you and um, review us in iTunes. Thank you so much. Thank you.